Welcome to History 21, the podcast, a production of the Anoka County Historical Society, sharing the stories and audio journeys from our county's past and present. Hey, Sarah, how you doing? Hello, Rebecca. I'm doing well. Just hanging out at the museum, you know, doing my thing. And I'm hanging out at home, staring at the cows, doing my thing. Because you work remotely for a lot of the time. (laughs) For those of you listening, I'm really not just sitting at the edge of an electric fence with a pair of binoculars staring out at the cows. I am sitting at a desk inside. I just happen to be able to see them. But we're here to talk about today's podcast. We have two very special guests. Who are they, Rebecca? One is named Cindy. Anyone who stopped into the museum in the last few years might remember her from the front desk. A bright, shining face that helps you find the yearbooks you're looking for. And the other is Chris. He is a new friend of mine through the AmeriCorps program, where we lost Cindy too. Alas. Yeah, Cindy was with us uh, through a different program, and her time came to an end, and uh, she found an amazing opportunity with AmeriCorps. And part of what we do is talk about things today because you save it today, so because it's history tomorrow. We thought it would be interesting to take a human that spent a lot of time with us who moved on to a fabulous opportunity that I had no idea AmeriCorps was so active in Anoka County as a volunteer opportunity and that they reached as many people in the county as they did. It was a complete surprise to me. So part of our job at the History Center is to promote partner organizations and partner nonprofits and be good neighbors. That's what's exciting me about this podcast as we get to go through that part of our mission. Yes, I had no idea it existed either. And it just makes me think, if I don't know about these cool things that are in our world in Anoka County today while I'm living, what don't I know about the things that people were involved with or the programs that were available to people in our area a hundred years ago? Part of this is self-serving of, I wanna know more so that other people can know more once these programs are done and we are fast forwarded into the future. We all need to be more curious about what's going on in the world. So whatever you guys are curious about out there, please tell us what we don't know because we don't know what we don't know, but we wanna know, don't we Sarah? And now you've said the word no so much, it has lost all of its meaning. Uh, Let's stop babbling and get into it. You take all the fun out of my job. I'm wondering if you want to just kind of start out talking about your your volunteer and your, your work here at the center. I started with the Anoka County Historical Society in 2018 as part of a program with Anoka County, the job training center called... Senior Community Service Employment Program. I had decided being at home and self-employed, I was tired of it. I, I was tired of being at home, tired of being alone, and I just wanted more. I wanted to do something different. And a friend of mine had told me about the CSEP program uh, with the job training service. I called them, filled out your average applications, uh, met with them, and during an interview learned 
that the History Center was looking for somebody to help out. And I was fortunate enough to interview, qualify, and start working at the History Center. It was 20 hours a week as per the contract with the uh, Job Training Center, and I loved it. Can you just share, like, what is Reading Corps, this thing you're now talking about? Reading Corps is being a literacy tutor for students, kindergarten through third grade, who need a little help with their reading skills and comprehension skills. Okay. You know, you're working with kindergartners on those early literacy foundational pieces, rhyming, alliteration, blending letters, letter names, letter sounds, putting things together to make words. And then when you get into your, you know, older kids, end of first grade, second graders, third graders, you're working on reading passages and reading sentences and reading paragraphs and, you know, fluency, connected text, comprehension skills, all kinds of things that are kind of, once you have the basics, now we turn it into from learning how to read to reading for meaning. So, so talk, if you would, a little bit about what you're doing with yourself now and how did you come to, to go from this wonderful historical society to the amazing work you're doing now? A tough decision. Ooh, it tough. really was very hard. Working here, it becomes part of you. Yeah. And doing well and representing the History Center well. Mm-hmm. And wanting people who come in to feel they're going to learn something. Or they're going to see something they hadn't seen before. I had read about the reading course a couple of years before, you know, like 2016 or 2017. I'd, I'd read a little bit about it and had talked about it with my family. And they're going, yeah, yeah, do it, do it. But I wasn't ready. Uh, I couldn't jump into from working at home, mm-hmm. being completely solo, mm-hmm. not knowing much about reading core at all. I didn't feel comfortable even thinking about making a decision. Last summer, I decided I needed more. It's not that by any means I learned everything or did everything I could at the History Center. Mm -hmm. And it was a really tough decision, but having read a little bit about Reading Corps years before and realizing that I've always had a very strong affinity with children. And I realized I wanted to do something with kids again. So I applied. Okay. And there's the process that Reading Corps goes through your eligibility, your background check, and the why. The interviews, I was asked why I wanted to do it, why I thought I would be successful at it. Okay. Here, I felt that here was a group of people that really knew what was expected of a tutor, what they wanted, what their goals were. I felt like I would never have the sense of being kind of abandoned in the position. Oh, so coming in, it felt like you had a lot of support. Yes. A lot of people in yes. the corner, a lot of yes. resources. Studying has never been my forte. I'm uh, the kind that jumps in, teach me as I work. I'll learn. Hands-on learning. Exactly. Okay. So having all of the help and the backup, the people, for me, helped tremendously. I needed it. It was there. 
and always, always was the the feeling and the encouragement okay. from the people. That was so important as well. Okay. Making this decision is a huge commitment to stop your life, to go for me to go into a whole new realm of the elementary school, the tutoring, yep. the it isn't me anymore, it's <laughs> the kids. And a person has to make that commitment. It isn't something you just walk into saying, oh, I can't do it and walk out. Mm, okay. The school is relying on you. Here are these kids that need the tutoring that they don't know they're relying on you. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, their success as a student relies on what the tutor is able to give. Right, right. And in, in, our, in our reading core program, that's such a key element is thinking about it's those kids, like you mentioned earlier, that, that are just need that little extra support to catch back up to their grade level peers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so often in public schools, you have kiddos that are accelerated ahead of the class and they get those accelerated targeted services for, for, for the, the ones that adapt quickly. And on the other end, you have the kiddos that are significantly behind that they have programs and special services set up for yeah. to help them get caught up and stay on track. But so often it's those kids right in the middle, the ones mm -hmm. that are just a little below their grade level peers right. that need just that little support that they don't get the one-on-one -on -one differentiation. Yes. And so Reading Corps steps in yes. and we find wonderful folks like you that have the time and interest and, and have thought about the commitment that you're talking about to come in and work with those kids on a one-on-one -on -one basis. Let's talk about that for a minute. When you're with your kids, what does that day-to-day -day look like? Every child is different. You can have your base tutor plan it's provided, you follow it. So every, every one of the kids is individual. Yeah. And some are mentally, it. there's something in them that's resistant. And sometimes I believe I've found that their own insecurities are what's holding them back. When once we reach kind of that foundation, they understand, they're getting the lessons, the sounds or whatever our, our uh, tutor session is about. Mm -hmm. But there's something holding them back. And sometimes just spending a couple of minutes trying to understand the child makes all the difference in the world. And some kids seem to feel they're going to be ridiculed or on some level scolded because they didn't get it right. Ah, that pressure to perform. Exactly. Yes. Some kids are naturally shy, mm -hmm. and even on a one-to-one, -one, sometimes it, it, it's taken a couple of weeks for them to come out of their shell. Mm -hmm. So the first couple of sessions, they'll be whispering and talking very quietly, and it's very hard to hear them. But after a couple of weeks, their confidence is there, and they're learning, and they know they're learning. And that is so gratifying to watch and to be a part of. It's a, it's a little, little um, one, once in a while, the little, they can be challenging, let's say. Okay. And okay. they are determined to misbehave or to divert your attention. And I have a third grader who is very good at it. And he <laughs> knows he's very good at it. And so we'll be... Focused and starting on our, our um, do it reading. Mm -hmm. 
Duet reading is a passage where the student will read a word, the tutor reads a word, the student, the tutor, and ultimately with a, with a different um, kinds of participation, a student on the fourth reading reads by himself. But this student knows that all he has to do is ask a question sort of related to what we're doing, and off I go. I'm, 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 I'm answering the question, we're off track again. And that's why sometimes it feels like we haven't accomplished as much work, because mm. each session is only right. 20 minutes. Okay. And it's like, I caught you. This isn't, it's going to happen again. So they keep you on your toes. Oh, very much. Yeah. So is, is tutoring fun? Most of the time, it's awesome. Most of the time. Most of the time, but with every job or every situation, there's some that, oh, you do, you feel like, what am I doing wrong? Is, you, yeah, there's, there's days that aren't as good as other days. You were talking about one of your kids, and I had a third grader once. I think I shared this story with you guys in training this year, but I had a third grader once when I was a tutor with Reading Corps, goodness, six years ago now. Um, and he, he, he would come to the sessions totally like, I'm not even sure why I'm here. I don't really need this, but I come because mm -hmm. I have to, and it gets me out of like my independent group thing, which oh, I'm not really a fan yeah. of. You know, one of those yeah. kids, right? But smart as a whip. And he figured out, you know, if, if, he, um, if he scored certain places, he could stay in the program longer. Oh, I, I haven't got that yet. I don't exactly know how he figured out the numbers. Yeah. Maybe because a couple of his friends exited the program and they talked or whatever. Uh-huh. But he did game it for a couple weeks. And what ended up with him, I, I went to him and I said, all right, look, I'm going to give you a post-it note and a pencil. I want you to write down the name of five books that you don't have at home that if you had, it'd be pretty cool. And he wrote them down and he said, well, what's that for? And I said, just something for me to hold on to. Uh -huh. And I put it in my pocket and we did our thing, right? Yeah. A couple weeks later, it came time to run another assessment with him. As you know, we do regular assessments with our kiddos. And he, uh, I pulled out the post-it note, and I slid the post-it pad back over the table to him. And I said, you remember that list? He said, yeah, of course. And I said, well, I'll tell you what. If you can perform, if you do your best today, really go out and do your best, make sure that next time we meet, I'll have one of these books for you. And for this specific student, that was all it took. Yeah. He, he, he did what he needed to do that day, yeah. and he was ready to exit the program right then or within a couple weeks sure. as the process goes. Yeah, well, once they decide, yep. that's it. They're yep. there. Once he decided, that's all it took. AmeriCorps, it's an exciting time right now. It really is because we are in the process of becoming so much more recognized than even five years ago. You know, and, and it's really about a program that was started to really bring Americans together to do good works at home going out in the communities and it's think about things you could do as a volunteer, but they may be more program or more regulated or organized under the AmeriCorps umbrella. And AmeriCorps is a national service initiative that was started in the 90s under President Clinton. And what the idea was, was to bring under one umbrella at the federal level, several programs which already existed. Uh, volunteers in Service to AmeriCorps or VISTA. There's National Community and Conservation Corps or NCCC and other programs that were already around. Some of them had even been around since the 60s. But this just really brought in one place where it could expand and grow. And so fast forward to today, you know, 25 years later, 75, 80,000 people a year serve in AmeriCorps programs just like you. 
And there are people around the country serving in, in various ways to do good things in schools, in their communities, with opportunity and employment. We even have, in the last two years, started a lot of programs focused on response to COVID and the pandemic and putting folks in service around their communities to help people navigate those challenges. Uh, so AmeriCorps is really about finding community needs and, and local opportunities to plug people right in their own backyards into things that they can make a difference doing. Uh, Anoka County or any place deserves what Reading Corps can provide for the kids or the math corps. Learning and the fundamentals is the kids' future. Mm -hmm. And like you said, so many of them are marginalized because they're, they're in that little niche of not needing extreme teaching mm -hmm. to get up to standard. Mm -hmm. So you're not only teaching them reading skills, but to mm -hmm. go back to something you mentioned earlier, you're also really spending time on the whole person, the confidence and the interest in learning. And, you know, oftentimes, like you mentioned, kiddos, they kind of know where they are. They kind of know, you know, what they're learning and what they enjoy learning about. And But that's all part of who they are. Yep. And learning who they are can only help me mm -hmm. as I'm trying to tutor them. Mm -hmm. And you get a grasp on how they learn, where the stumbling areas are, and working beyond that stumbling point. I mean, the excitement. Yeah. I get, yeah, I get goosebumps thinking about it. These kids are so cute. I mean, I walk down the hallway at any given moment, I, I have this herd of little kids come. They want to hug. So we have this giant group hug in the hallway. Then we all go to our classrooms. <laughs> How can you not love that? <laughs> right, right. When I first started, I had 11 kids. Mm -hmm. And seven, seven of them have advanced to the point where they don't need my help. And it's a little addicting right. that you can help kids to that degree yep. and then get new kids. I mean, this week I'm getting four new kids. Yeah, if people it's... could see your smile. <laughs> <laughs> People could just see your smile as you're talking about this, even the excitement coming through and picking up new, new kiddos at this time of the year. Um, when, when you think about it, would you, if you could say something to somebody who is thinking, wow, that sounds kind of interesting, but is it really for me? What would you say? I'd say first to consider that this isn't a full-time job. There are three different levels of commitment, and the, for, the lowest is what? 18 hours a week. 18 hours a week. Mm -hmm. I'm at 25 hours a week, and then there's 35 hours a week. Okay. Some days it's a little exhausting, and I leave, I go home, and I just feel satisfied. And tomorrow's a new day. You, you know, you mentioned the hours packages, you know, 18, 25, or 35 hours a week for our Reading Corps program, and that'll put someone in a school and when you serve with our programs, there, there are financial benefits and more. So you can earn a biweekly living stipend. And that's based on how many hours you do. Obviously, somebody in a 35-hour role is going to make more every two weeks than somebody in an 18 role, 18 hours a week role. Um, but it's paid every two weeks. So you do get a living stipend to, to pay your bills and make ends meet. On top of that, if you're full-time with our programs, there are an opportunity for health care and child care benefits available as well as everybody who serves with AmeriCorps. At the end of your term, if you finish successfully, there is a, a few thousand dollars through a Siegel Education Award that you can put towards existing student loans. It can go towards future college classes or professional development classes or trainings. 
And if you're 55 or older when you serve with our programs, those financial education awards can actually be gifted to a grandchild or a child. So there's a lot of benefits, both immediate and kind of long-term, because you can take up to seven years to use that money to continue your education and get more experience or more development in a field of your choice. So for some of our tutors, AmeriCorps can be a really nice pipeline into education. And we have programs where we're partnered with the University of Minnesota and a couple other places to help folks on a couple years service journey with us gain credentials to be in education. But if education isn't in your career path or, or for one reason isn't in your future, you know, we also, you can take that money for college and put it towards anything that is in your interests. So even if it's not a direct career path to education, service can definitely be a stepping stone on the path to what's next for somebody. Um, are there any other things you think are important or that you really want to share about your experience with Reading Corps? One thing that crosses my mind, even when I decided to check Reading Corps out, went through the hiring process and started at the school, is what am I going to be after my first year? Mm. How am I going to grow? What am I going to learn? Mm -hmm. I know with the History Center, that was a journey that was kind of fascinating. Mm -hmm. I became more than what I was when I started. Okay. With Reading Corps, multiply that by about 100 times. <laughs> okay. The learning, there's well thought out well-planned learning modules of the different things you have to learn. There's some that are my favorite that I've gone over a couple of times just because it's like, whoa, that's really cool. I like that. Right. But it's a journey. Who I am now is not who I was six months ago, who I'm going to be in six months. If I sign up again and go back to the school, yep. who am I, I going to be two years from now? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious. And in my role as a program manager, you know, I've seen folks like you come into their first year of service and then stick around for two, three, four years. And the transformation is so amazing to see because you hear stories all the time of like, you know, I came in thinking I was just going to tutor these kids and teach them some words and some letters and read with them. And I ended up learning so much more than just that or doing so much more than just that. Um, so one thing I did just want to mention is if, you know, for interest and for recruitment and thinking about, okay, I've heard things, I like the idea, I like what I'm hearing, how do I get involved? Uh, folks that are interested can, can visit us at join.readingandmath.net, and that's all just one word, no signs, symbols, numbers, it's just the letters, um, and that's a really good place to find out more information about our programs and our available positions, too. Just thank you for sharing your story today. I think storytelling, you know, it's so powerful to hear from somebody. I can read about Reading Corps. I can look at all the data online and all the numbers and, and the work that they do. But really hearing it from you really brings it home with that human touch. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, that's a real people that do this stuff. And it's something that, you know, is really accessible. The confidence comes in, in large part from that. Okay. I'm not alone. And anybody who volunteers or works with the Reading Corps, you're not alone. You're going to have every kind of support you need. And that's in part what makes the program so successful. Mm -hmm. And there really is such a need for tutors Goodness, yes. all over. Goodness, and yes. anybody who can share a few hours of their week are so welcome and so needed. 
Yes, and I would just kind of target that specifically in, you know, the Anoka County area and the schools that I specifically work with myself. Uh, we definitely do have incoming need and growing emerging need for more folks to come and check us out and see if tutoring can be something that, that fits with your life in the future. You know, this coming school year and beyond, we've seen the pandemic and, and the distance learning models and other things that have come into play for these kiddos are starting to show up on test scores and they're starting to show up in metrics as far as impact goes. And people like you come in and plug into what was already an existing need, but now has been exacerbated by the pandemic. And it's just, it's an amazing thing to see it all come together, boots on the ground and the impact you make. So thank you, Cindy. Really appreciate you and everything you do and your time and sharing your story yeah, today. Thank you, Chris. Read all about it in the Noka County Library Minute. I'm Diana Nurberg, and I'm an adult services librarian at the Northtown Library here to tell you about some books and other resources we have about the lifelong joy of reading. First, we have Bringing Up Book Monsters, The Joyful Way to Turn Your Child into a Fearless, Ravenous Reader by Amber Ankowski. This is a great book for parents to get ideas on how to make reading fun. The authors incorporate play into reading with things like games and jokes. It is full of tips and resources to make sure your own little monster grows up devouring books. Next, we have The Read Aloud Handbook by Jim Trelease. In addition to a huge list of read aloud books, this book explains why reading aloud as a family is important. It goes over the hows, the do's and don'ts, and discussion of the dynamics between reading aloud with print versus digital and audio formats. Next, we have The Enchanted Hour, The Miraculous Power of Reading Aloud in the Age of Distraction by Megan Cox Gurdon. Using neuroscience and behavioral research, this book outlines the cognitive and social-emotional benefits of reading aloud, not only for young children, but for all ages. The author suggests that reading aloud may be the antidote to the, ironically enough, disconnection many often feel being so digitally connected. Next, we have The Library of Lost and Found by Phaedra Patrick. Now, this is a fiction book. It is a charming yet mysterious tale about a woman who must learn to take control of her own story. Martha gets little appreciation as a library volunteer and perhaps less as an aunt or a daughter. The only family member she's ever felt really close to was her grandmother Zelda, who encouraged young Martha to read and write fairy tales. Years after Zelda's death, Martha is sent a manuscript of those very stories bearing Zelda's name as the author but published years after her death. Finally, I'd like to tell you about a database that we have. PebbleGo offers learning modules in a variety of subjects for K through five students. Literacy supports, including read-along audio and word-by-word -word highlighting, might be especially useful to beginner readers. We hope you find these resources useful for cultivating a lifelong love of reading. Until next time, happy learning. Get those library cards and reserve your copy today. Direct links to these books and more can be found in the episode show notes at anocacountyhistory.org. So part of the challenge that we have in creating this podcast is that we record it several days or weeks before it actually comes out. You know, depending on uh, how on top of things I am. Oh, Sarah, she's always on top of things. You guys know that. Chris had the dubious honor of recording before the big changeover that AmeriCorps did with all of their websites and all of their 
their Google to OneDrive and all of the things and the logos all changed. So we actually have a different website for you guys to look at. So the website that Chris mentioned in the episode isn't the one you go to. The one you go to is readingandmath.org. Super simple. All things you wanna know. It talks about reading core and math core and something called early learning core in in the area. And you can see all the other states that uh, participate as well. Is there a way that you can sign up to be a volunteer on that website? I believe there is. There's a get involved tab at the top where you can become a tutor or you can donate. I think that's amazing. If I had more time. (laughs) So I learned that there are actually 270,000 current members and volunteers in AmeriCorps. Yay for cool programs. You know what I really appreciated about listening to Cindy and Chris talk during this podcast was being able to hear the smile in Cindy's voice. She sounds so happy with this opportunity and it makes me happy that while we don't have the benefit of her skills at the museum anymore, there's so many more people out in the world get to experience her as a person and that makes me happy. And little kids just discovering the joy and of reading and all of the stories captured in books. Bring on Harry Potter. It sounds like your phone's ringing, Sarah. Do you need to go? Yes, perhaps. Trying to multitask here. (laughs) Always in demand. We will see you all next week. And uh, if you have any other cool ideas of programs that are just hidden in the county, give us a shout. See you later, everyone. If you have a question, want to visit our show notes page for each episode, or would like to share your own story, go to anokacountyhistory.org. Help History 21, the podcast, reach more ears by subscribing and reviewing on your podcast provider. We're all over social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for all those who scroll by. And for our Vault members, you can find special access to podcast extras, as well as the latest digital resources at History 21, the Vault, located on our website. Remember, the present is the past of the future.